Okay, here we go again. Uh, it's time for yet another chapter in the ongoing saga of the Midnight Skeptic. Here we go. Playing music. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, here we go. It is Thursday, uh, the 13th and uh, of 13th of October. And uh, this is the Midnight Skeptic Show number 90. And it's going to be broadcast um, worldwide and uh, locally on uh, KPCALP 103.3 FM uh, this coming Sunday, uh, the 16th. Uh, Sunday the 16th, which, according to my desk calendar here, is National Bosses Day. Uh, I'm not the boss of anybody here, um, not even myself. Okay. Um, and this is number 90. And uh, boy, where does the time go when you're ranting about things? Um, and like I say, the uh, my views are my own views, although... They should be the views of other people. Everybody else, they should be. Uh, I'm eliminating um, some MAGA heads that I will never convince to think rationally, think logically, think scientifically, and they should pet their cats. Okay. Um, if you want to send me some hate mail, uh, death threats, I honestly uh, look forward to receiving some of them. Uh, I haven't received any death threats yet. Now, I've received some suggestions. Uh, I don't classify those as hate mail, but uh, anyway, send them to themidnightskeptic at gmail.com. And uh, let me reiterate again that um, I'm uh, a longtime registered Republican. I hate to admit that because since the Reagan administration, the Republican Party has gone downhill and uh, whew, uh, it's gotten as worse, worse as I've ever seen the Republican Party is like the last six, seven years since the orange sociopathic bloat bag came on the scene. Um and uh, I got to reiterate to everybody out there that I'm actually woke, uh, W-O-K-E, and I'm proud of it. I'm accepting of people and their differences, the way, the different ways that they present themselves to the world, whichever gender they are comfortable being uh, or who they're sexually attracted to. I'm 
comfortable with all of that and not judgmental. The only time that I get really judgmental is when I'm having to explain or deal with MAGA heads. I, I'm, I don't even try to reason with those people anymore. They're just, they're, they're lost. And uh, I'll have a bit more to say about them uh, as the show goes on. But anyway, uh, shout outs. And um, uh, internationally, I'm uh, anchor.fm. And uh, they, one of the sites that they have on their list of sites is Spotify, which I'm on. And so it goes around the world. And I have a couple of listeners, watchers in uh, Australia, a couple in New Zealand, and uh, six, seven, or eight in the EU. One guy uh, still in Russia uh, listens to me occasionally. And um, a couple, two or three in Canada. And, uh, okay, but locally, who will be probably listening to this this coming Sunday on uh, KPCA LP 103.3 FM uh, is uh, Tom Gaffey. And uh, he and I had a conversation um, last, ooh, last Saturday, uh, which was um, the Pride Festival here in Petaluma. It was not well attended. Uh, there was, I don't know, maybe, uh, ooh, a hundred or so people that came to it. It's in. It was in Walnut Park here in Petaluma, and in conjunction with the farmers market. And so between the two, there was maybe two or three hundred people wandering around. Um, but anyway, I, I took some time off to just visit uh, one of my old haunts, the Phoenix Theater, and uh, here in here in Petaluma. And Tom Gaffey is the manager of it, and sort of, uh, ooh the substitute father for a lot of alternative teens that uh, hang out there. Anyway, uh, hi, Tom Gaffey. Um, you're looking good, and you're looking in good health. So anyway, and then also uh, Nariman, uh, Keith and Cody, Tom and Nancy, Kevin and Lori, Rich and Kathy, uh, Berger over in uh, Sebastopol, uh, Stan and Kathy, and Susan Miller down in Pacifica. Uh, I guess she's uh, a progressive, as am I, and I don't know if she calls herself woke, but probably so. Uh, okay, oh, Tim Conrad here, and uh, he was on a trip down to the Southwest and um, taking wonderful pictures. He's a good photographer. Anyway, uh, he's ex-Sonora. He was in my high school class. Uh, Dennis and Megan and Tiburon, Yvonne Santos in San Francisco, Dave and Rosie up in Sacramento. And speaking of Sacramento, that is where Mickey Huff lives. I, I'm not sure of the exact town, but he uh, commutes down to Diablo Valley College where he teaches uh, communication and history. And also, he's the godfather of Project Censored. And please, um, to all my listeners out there, go to projectcensored.org project and sign up for his newsletter or the newsletter. And uh, I should know this, but I don't. 
whether it's weekly or monthly, I'm not really sure, but the articles are well worth your time to read. Okay, down in L.A., um, Jackie Kolar and her daughters, Samantha and Melanie. Uh, over to Arizona, my brother Brandon and his wife, Mina. Uh, his daughter, Andrea, who is my niece, uh, who's a nurse. Take care of yourself, Andrea. And then her husband, Tim, and their three little terrorists. Uh, their uh, flag football season is just winding down, and if not over yet. But anyway, uh, Karina Hilliard... Uh, down in Patagonia, Arizona, Arkansas. Some uh, Shannon Reed, who is just starting up a, a massage therapy business and uh, health business. Um, I wish her luck for that. Uh, down in Florida, Nelson and Alice Lydell. Again, uh, Nelson was in my class at Sonora High School. And then Amelia Beamer, who is now living in uh, New Smyrna Beach, Florida. And uh, she survived the hurricane down there, Hurricane Ian. Uh, she got some water in her car, but you know, it still runs. Okay, uh, North Carolina, Dr. Dave Rubin. And uh, he's very active in Democratic uh, political circles now. And uh, Jasmine Beach Ferrara, running for Congress in uh, District 11 in North Carolina. I, I wish her well, and I hope that Dave uh, Rubin will, um, whatever efforts he can spare to help her along with her campaign, I, I wish uh, both of them well. Okay, Long Island, Gerilyn Goldfinger. All right, and back to Sonora, California, uh, my old hometown. Uh Robert and Colleen Finnegan, uh, Robert, I hope that you're doing okay and that uh, the conditions that are going on with your heart can be addressed. Um, I will be calling you in a couple of days, maybe over this weekend. And uh, yeah, take care. Bob and Sandy, same with you, Bob Fisher. And uh Martha, who's a nurse also up in Sonora. Take care of yourself, Martha and Brad. And Darl, Judy, Kathy Francis, Leonidas Maciel, John Gleason, and his two daughters, Jennifer and Tiffany. And uh, all the way down in Mexico City, Rosamalia Lopez Negrete. She's ex-Sonora. All right. I've... Uh, in response to some suggestions from a number of people who listen, uh, I'm going to try to uh, start off every show. Well, I am going to start off every show from now on with some good news. And I'm going to end every show with good news and uh, relate good news throughout the show. So it's just I hate being... A downer, a Debbie Downer, and but with the way the politics are going on in this country now, with all these MAGA heads, and it's it's hard. Um, I just wish that the orange sociopathic bloat bag and all of his cronies just go away so that we can have a happy country again. Mm, okay, enough. Okay, good news. The EPA um, is 
going to reconsider their approval of Paraquat. And for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, it's a widely used herbicide linked to Parkinson's disease. Paraquat kills weeds on um, in cotton, soybeans, almonds, grapes, and other crops. It's uh, it was used quite extensively here in California, and uh, field workers, um, mostly. Um, United Farm Workers uh, were affected by this. And, uh, okay, after complaints from farm workers and environmentalists, the EPA asked the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco to reconsider um, reapproving its use. The EPA, under the Orange sociopathic bloat bag proposed in 2020, you know, before he was uh, elected out of office um, or voted out of office uh, in 2020, a 15-year extension of the approval. It's banned in 32 countries, including China. But uh, here it's approved. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, kind of good news. Um, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, the criminal, ran out of his house and jumped into a truck driven by his wife just to avoid being served a subpoena in an abortion access case. All right. And um, I don't know. He's been under investigation and maybe even indictment for four or five years now, ever since I became aware of this horrible person. And he's an attorney general. The, the Department of Justice has been looking into financial shenanigans. Okay. All right. Enough of him. If um, selling a gay couple a wedding cake or a floral arrangement uh, means uh, a Christian baker or a Christian florist participated in their marriage ceremony, does selling a gun to a murderer mean a Christian gun store owner participated in the killing. Well, it, it makes sense if it, what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. Okay. Whew. Uh, real good news. Uh, Jewish women sue to overturn Kentucky's abortion ban, saying it violates their religious rights. And, um, excuse me, uh, dry throat again, got to soup some, not soup some, sip some uh, grape juice. The pro-life movement is essentially a right-wing Christian movement. Okay. Uh, the right-wing 
Supreme Court of the United States majority, which overturned Roe versus Wade, won't acknowledge that its reasoning was uh, based on constitutional law, but on Christian, wait a minute, wasn't based on constitutional law, but on Christian religious dogma, an implicit presumption that Christianity is the nation's true religion. Well, it's not. Um, it deserved special deference in matters such as the definition of when human life begins. Mm. Individual states, which are MAGA states, have passed laws guaranteeing religious freedom. And we all know what Christians mean by religious freedom. Okay. Uh, have passed laws guaranteeing religious freedom, supposedly protect, protecting individuals from government intrusion on their ability to freely practice their faith. In reality, these laws protect the rights of so-called Christians to discriminate against LGBTQ people and others whom they hate. And when I say that Christians hate this or that group, uh, that's been objected to by Christians, and it's almost like, by definition, Christians are incapable of hatred. They love everybody, just like Jesus loves everybody. Well, it's not true. Right-wing Christians of the Southern Baptist bent or oh, other hard-right denominations uh, are essentially full of hate for people that are not like them. Okay, I'm off my notes. Okay. In June, the Jewish congregation Lador Vador filed suit in Florida saying that Florida's abortion, abortion ban violated Florida's statute guaranteeing religious freedom. The lawsuit cited Jewish law that permits or even requires abortion in many circumstances to, quote, preserve the health, mental or physical well-being of the pregnant woman. Now, okay, I, I, I'm not sure of the year that um, Florida lawsuit was filed it, recently. Okay, but now... Uh, three Jewish women in Kentucky uh, are asserting in a lawsuit that Kentucky law that says life begins at the moment of fertilization and banning abortion after six weeks are in violation of Jewish religious traditions. All three women require in vitro fertilization. So I guess uh, they couldn't get pregnant and 
in the traditional way. I, I don't know why that is. The article I read about this didn't go into their uh, reproductive issues, but they, all three of them require in vitro fertilization to get pregnant, and they fear the procedure, IVF, um, without greater, greater clarity as to what happens to the excess embryos. Well, IVF procedures, uh, the, the husband's sperm, is used to uh, fertilize a number of the woman's eggs, which were uh, surgically removed. And usually one, sometimes two, of these fertilized eggs are then implanted back into the uh, wife's uterus. Well, there's usually uh, more fertilized eggs than they want or need. Well, what happens to these excess? Well, according to Kentucky, they're all human beings, which is ridiculous, but that's Kentucky. Okay. I'm off my notes again. In vitro fertilization. And they, these three Jewish women, uh, without greater clarity as to what happens to these excess embryos. And quote, It's a scary time to be pregnant, says Sheila Katz, K-A-T-Z, uh, she's the CEO of National Council for Jewish Women. The plaintiffs, uh, these three Jewish women, uh, religious beliefs have been infringed. Well, they have been, except that Kentucky sees itself, by and large, as a Christian state. Okay, Jewish law, or the... Halakha answered the question of fetal personhood thousands of years ago. Jewish legal scholars have repeatedly answered that a fetus is deserving of respect, but the birth giver takes precedence, meaning the woman. Jews have never believed that life begins at conception. Okay, so I would say there's a little bit of a, you know, difference of opinion about that thing. Well, whose uh, religious beliefs will take precedence? If the court rules that Christian beliefs take precedence, I think that is in violation of the First Amendment. Okay? Already, enough of that. Um, scumbag update today. And I actually wrote this yesterday, so I was thinking that I was going to be um, recording this yesterday, but I didn't. Uh, so, scumbag update as of yesterday, which would be October 12th. Alex Jones. Uh, Sandy Hook parents were awarded 
$960 million in damages for his InfoWars. Uh, I'm going to have to start using more of these um, sound effects. My um, audio engineers set them all up for me, and I rarely use them. I should do that more to make the, you know, my rantings more appealing to all my listeners out there, my thousands and thousands of listeners. Okay, that was another sip. Okay, uh, $960 million in damages for his InfoWars lies that resulted in the families being harassed by uh, with hate mail and death threats. Well, who do you think did that? MAGA heads, Republicans, the GOP, the the hateful GOP uh, supporters of the orange sociopathic bloat bag, and the NRA and the GOA members, National Rifle Association. Association and the Gun Owners of America, evil organizations. Okay. Alex Jones and his Infowars, Donald Trump and his cult like followers, and Republicans in general have opened the floodgates of hate and fear in a small but significant percentage of the population in the United States. I would put that percentage at around you know, 20% or so. I'm just pulling numbers out of my butt. Um, you know, I have no actual statistics to back this up. Okay. Uh, I would put that percentage at around 20% and around half of registered Republicans, MAGA heads. These people are losers. They are gullible. They still send small dollar donations to the orange sociopathic bloat bag for his reinstatement efforts as president. His president, um, no, excuse me. I, my vision skipped down a couple of lines. Uh, for his reinstatement as president, comma, his defense lawyers, comma, uh, for his upcoming 2024 run for president, comma, for Steve Bannon's We Build the Wall efforts, which is a total grift, but then... MAGA heads are gullible. And all other GOP MAGA head fundraising efforts. Whew. Mm, that was a nice rant. Uh, I have to take a sip now. And whew, a few deep breaths. And I'm going to do a time check here too. Okay. It's only been about a half an hour of ranting here. Wow. Um, 
on the last show, I actually ran out of time uh, before I got to a few uh, tidbits that I want to relay to my thousands and thousands of listeners. Uh, I'll have time to do that uh, today. All right. One more thing that infuriates MAGA heads besides books written by black authors or anyone in the LGBTQ community is, okay, social emotional learning, S-E-L, in the classroom. Conservative activists who have battled schools across the country over issues of race and gender have a new target, S-E-L, Social Emotional Learning Programs, that until recently have been non-controversial. The MAGA head pushback is not yet as widespread as protests around CRT, uh, the teaching of history and efforts to ban books. But it is being driven by similar forces and is spreading in familiar ways through the MAGA head networks. Uh, the superintendent of the Anoka Hennepin School District, which is right outside of Minneapolis, says, Quote, it's a lack of trust about the schools indoctrinating kids. Anything, now he said they in this quote, I'm inserting MAGA heads. That's my words. Okay, anything MAGA heads don't understand, they assume is detrimental to their kids or to their own personal beliefs. Uh, schools are becoming the battleground of the, um, you know, 2022, 2024, and on this decade, on and on in this decade. It's unfortunate, but when MAGA head parents get involved in uh, school issues, um, the quality of uh, education in the schools plummets. Okay. Uh, I'm here in Petaluma, California. In California, we don't have a real problem with MAGA heads. I'm not saying there aren't any. There's a few, but you don't see these um, MAGA head groups trying to invade um, local school board meetings and screaming and issuing death threats, anything like that. That happens in MAGA head run states, uh, but uh, we don't have that uh, here. A round of applause for um, California being essentially a liberal democratic state. Okay. Uh, bad news. Tom Cotton, 
which on the last show, I designated him as a MAGA head after um, a bit of a disagreement with um, a relative who is a um, Republican, a diehard Republican, um, but he himself is not what I would call a MAGA head. He's just a Republican. And I've said over and over and over again that I'm still a registered Republican, but kind of a classical one. When I first started voting, uh, I, I won't give you the year that I registered. It, there was respectable Republicans in the Republican Party. It wasn't until, I guess, beginning in the Reagan administration, and I, I admit the first time that he ran, I voted for him. I regret that. But, but ever since then, uh, fundamentalist, right-wing, evangelical Christians have just taken over the Republican Party, and it's it's at its worst right now. Mm. Uh, that was one of the sound effects that uh, my audio engineer installed here. I've got to use that more than I do. Okay. I'm off my notes yet again. Okay, uh, bad news. Tom Cotton, the MAGA, MAGA head, and Senator Rick Scott, a stupid MAGA head, are heading to Georgia to prop up the senatorial campaign of Herschel Walker. It won't help. Um, the... Uh, the polls are showing a relatively close race with uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock um, two or three or four points ahead, depending on which poll you look at. But uh, I really believe that he will win, thank goodness. Um, whew, off my notes. Uh, Herschel Walker, it won't help. Um MAGA heads will, okay, this is a thing about MAGA heads. They will overlook or they don't even care about the intelligence or moral failings or even the criminality of political candidates as long as uh, all they care about is electing someone who's our guy on our team and who will own the libs. That's all they care about. And uh, I, personally, I, I'm getting up there in years and I'm probably not going to do this, but I would like to... Um, you know, rent a van or or even just take off in my own car and go in to some of these MAGA states and find out why Democrats 
slash liberals slash progressives are just so hated by the MAGA heads. Um, you know, uh, other researchers have done this, and uh, they've come to more or less the conclusion that MAGA heads, and, and that's my word for them, uh, are the people who feel like they were left behind by uh, progress in this country. And uh, one of the reasons is the widening gap between the upper 1% and, uh, I don't know, the lower half. Um, Bernie Sanders... Uh, harps on this point all the time. And, uh, whew. and he, re he ran for president, meaning in the Democratic debates, uh, which uh, resulted in Joe Biden being the Democratic nominee. Um, I wish that Bernie Sanders would have one, but Joe Biden's our president, and he's a good man, and essentially progressive, although he's more of a pragmatist. Um, Bernie Sanders, um, if he would have uh, taken office and had uh, democratic control of the Senate and the House, would have gotten some things through there that might have addressed this god-awful discrepancy between the upper one or two percent of the wealthy in America and uh, the rest of us. Okay, but that be that as it may, uh, MAGA heads seem intent on just not caring about anything else except owning the libs. Mm. Okay. Now, like I said, uh, there were some things that I ran out of time last week on and that I'd like to talk about. Okay. Uh, California Assembly Bill 2098 update. Okay. It's a new California law recently signed by uh, Governor Newsom, which punishes doctors for sharing misinformation or disinformation about COVID-19 with their patients. And uh, COVID-19 is specifically mentioned in this bill. And these two terms, misinformation and disinformation. Uh, and there's a difference, which I will explain. Okay, two doctors on Tuesday, which was um, October 4th, uh, became the first to file a federal lawsuit to stop the law from taking effect. Dr. Mark McDonald, an L.A. psychiatrist, and Dr. Jeff Bark, capital B-A-R-K-E, an Orange County primary care physician, 
and founding member, one of the two founding members of America's Frontline Doctors. And I've talked uh, on my rant over the last year about America's Frontline Doctors. Okay. Um, all right. They filed a complaint in the U.S. District Court for the Central District. That's the rural farm district of California, where I assume they believe the judges will be more sympathetic to their lawsuit. Okay, the lawsuit names the 12 members of the Medical Board of California and Attorney General Rob Bonta. These two doctors, uh, Mark McDonald and um, Jeff Bark, are being represented by Liberty Justice Center, which is a far right-wing group of lawyers, uh, and a conservative group of lawyers who are anti-teacher unions, anti-vaxxers, anti-public schools, and probably anti-LGBTQ as well. I couldn't find examples of that on their website, though. Uh, oh, where are we? By speaking metaphorically, you know, I'm in, I'm in Petaluma. That's where I am. Okay, uh, these two doctors filed a suit. Um, the um, Liberty Justice Center, horrible right-wing lawyers. Okay, America's Frontline Doctors founder, uh, she's the other one, uh, Simone Gold is a hardcore cultist in the cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag and took part in the January 6th insurrection. And along with uh, America's frontline doctors, sued the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services in an attempt to prevent children from receiving COVID-19 vaccinations, calling them, meaning calling the uh, vaccinations, experimental. Well, they're not. Uh, Jeffrey Coplan, K-O-P-L-A-N, an epidemiologist, uh, vice president for global health at Emory University, and former head of the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, said, quote, she and her organization show a willful ignorance of science and the scientific method, as well as disrespect for accomplishments by scientific institutions and brilliant scientists, unquote. And uh, her organization, meaning America's Frontline Doctors, uh, Columbia University's Pandemic Resource Center, uh, 
Erwin Redliner said, uh, that, that's spelled capital R-E-D-L-E-N-E-R, he said, she, meaning Simone Gold, is a toxic purveyor of misinformation now actively contributing to right-wing extremist rhetoric that continues to rile up people determined to hang on to the most egregious Trump lies, unquote. Hmm. Now, America's frontline doctors, okay, if you look back to the, uh, the white coat protest um, at the, I forget the exact date, damn it, that this took place on the steps of the Supreme Court back in Washington, D.C. There's, I don't know, a dozen or 15 doctors um, that were America's frontline doctors and protesting against all the efforts to tamp down the COVID-19 epidemic. Okay, Stella Emanuel uh, was one of them and a featured speaker at this protest. Uh, she's an uh, American frontline doctor. Also, Joseph Ladipo, um, who was picked by Ron DeSantis to be the Florida's, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, chief doctor. That's not the right title, but, oh, geez. Um, oh, okay. Brain freezes. I hate them. Okay, anyway, they're aligned with uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the most well-known of all of the stupid anti-vaxxers. And um, they are all allied, allied uh, with Dr. Mark McDonald. And... Um, Okay, what else was I going to say about those guys? Okay. Okay, uh, to front, America's Frontline Doctors, Jeff Bark. He, uh, he and Simone Gold uh, were the founding members of America's Frontline Doctors. I'm going to say this right now, and I called Dr. Joseph Ladipo. In last week's show and the show before, I called him a quack. Well, I am now calling all members of America's frontline doctors quacks. Okay, if, if come after me if you don't like it. Okay. Mm. Mm. Okay, that was uh, the main thing that I ran out of time about uh, on last week's show. Um, okay, I gotta. Uh, I want to remind my listeners out there of something I mentioned on last week's show, and it's a sad statistic. In twenty twenty one. 538 children ages 17 and younger legally 
obtained abortions in Ohio, including 57 of them who were younger than 15 years old. The state does not track, of course not, it's a MAGA state, does not track how many abortions were performed on victims of rape and incest. Yet they passed a law uh, outlawing abortions for any reason um, because life begins at conception. Hmm. Okay, by the way, the age of consent in Ohio is 16 years old. All right. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I promised my listeners that I would uh, end every show with good news, and here I am. Okay. Um, okay. America's frontline doctors equals quacks. Okay. Good news. America's teens are leading the way. We ought to pay attention to them and adjust our thinking accordingly. America's teens are leading the way against, okay, you ready for this? Book banning. They're leading the way against don't say gay bills. And they are very accepting of LGBTQ students. Um, a lot of this is, you know, if you rebel against your parents, especially rebelling against MAGA-head parents, well, that gives them something to rebel against because their MAGA-head parents uh, storm school board meetings and want to ban books concerning or written by LGBTQ uh, authors and main characters and or books about blacks uh, written by or who have the main character of. And um, those of you listening, my thousands and thousands of listeners, please go out and buy Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. She's uh, local here to Petaluma. She went to Petaluma High School. She's, I think, 32 or 33 now. She identifies herself as genderqueer. And uh, congratulations, Maya. Genderqueer has become, for the year 2021, the most banned book. Mm. And uh, it's actually a very uh, touching uh, graphic novel about the coming of age of a young girl. I think when it starts out, she's, you know, nine or ten and having uh, some difficulties um, being accepted in her 
school by her schoolmates even back then. And um, she grows up, gets older, constantly searching for her own identity, searching for who she really is attracted to, if anybody. She currently identifies herself as asexual, so which is fine. But uh, I'm trying to get a hold of her, and I would like to have her, uh, you know, say her piece on my show here and um, interview her. Hey, Nick. Um, so anyway, uh, I will continue attempting to uh, get in touch with her and uh, and if she doesn't want to be, you know, on the show, I would still like to, you know, buy her a cup of coffee or whatever she likes to drink and just have a talk with her and have her clarify some uh, pictures in her graphic novel that I don't quite get. And it's not on her, it's on me for not understanding a few things. Okay. Whew. Um, here we go. Here's my play out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma Community Access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and, most importantly, pet your cats. That last bit about petting your cats is probably the most important thing uh, for you to take away from this. Um, I have about a week to go of eye drops because I just had uh, cataract surgery. And uh, I, I almost don't need these reader glasses, even as it is. My distance vision is pretty much good now, but uh, I, I need these just to read my notes such as they are. Okay, so um, I will record the next week's show probably on Wednesday the 19th or Thursday the 20th, maybe even Tuesday the 18th if a lot of things come up. Um, the uh, January 6th uh, committee investigating the insurrection, they've um, subpoenaed Donald Trump to come testify. He will never show up. It's just a, you know, they they had to do it 
and they all unanimously voted to do it, but he's not going to show up. It's just I hope they aren't, uh, you know, holding their breath for that. Okay, until next week, take care. Pet your cats.